um, I, I hear a lot of things and I get a lot of emails and a lot of feedback from a lot of prayer warriors around the world and how they've been in prayer and on their face for the people everywhere. And, and this every, every bad report, every bad thing that's happening around the world. And I was in my kitchen one night and I was like, you know, just in my prayer time. And, you know, we have even people that we know, we've, there's been a lot of lost loved ones because of sickness. And I was just sitting there in my kitchen one night and I was just praying to the Lord and and uh, I had my worship playlist going on. Well, all of a sudden my, my playlist played a song from my phone that I did not have on my playlist. <laughs> and I was like, what in the world? Like, I don't, where did that song even come from? It was a whole different type of even music than I, than I listened to. So I knew it was the Lord. And so um, <laughs> I was sitting there, and it was, it was that song by uh, Leandra Don Johnson, Better Days Are Coming. And the Lord began to tell me how, why was I saddened? Why was I feeling burdens of the world when he was saying that better days were coming? See, this is, this is a kingdom perspective. This is the perspective of heaven to earth, bending down from, from heaven to earth, that we would understand our perspective as believers, as kings and priests of the heavens, that we understand the God that we serve. And that our, the way we see things, the way things are filtered, are not in a gloom and doom way. It doesn't mean that we're not going to see bad things or go through bad things, but we have the victory in those things. You know, and, so, and, 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 and understanding comes through Holy Spirit in the situations we're dealing with. Um, the, 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 one, the number one thing is, is our hope has to be in him. In Hebrews 6.19, this hope we have is an anchor of the soul, both sure and steadfast, and which enters the presence. I believe that's key this season, that we have to be in the presence of the Lord. If we are not constantly in the presence of the Lord, we will get caught up in everything that we're hearing and everything we're seeing. Because the Lord, the Lord is saying, protect your ears and protect your eyes this season. Protect what you're allowing to see and what you're hearing and there's times where I have to go to the Lord and I have to say, God, you know, is, is, this, is, this, even, is this even good for me to know or watch? Is this going to uh, bring me an increase or closer to you? Is this going to help me uh, become even more like you? And there's times where I have to pull away from hearing things and seeing things because my perspective cannot come from uh, lies, that are being broadcasted around the world sometimes. It is not how they say it's going to be. It's how the Lord says it's going to be. Our hope begins to get stirred up in presence. And when that, when that song came on, I knew the Lord was speaking. I just want to read a, a, a few verses from it. I had never heard it before. But this girl, she has an amazing testimony about overcoming alcoholism. I never knew her. I hadn't heard any of her music. And, um, and she comes out and she, she talks about her alcoholism and, and how God helped her overcome that. 
And she talks about how sometimes it feels cold and you feel all alone, but hold on because better days are coming. It can be rough in this world, and I know it ain't easy, but hang in there. I know better days are coming. You've seen good and you've seen bad, and you've been hurt beyond sin. But just remember that better days are coming. Friends will leave y'all by yourself, but don't cry because better days are coming. See, there's a lot of division right now in the body of Christ because everybody has, has, they have a mixture right now of what God is saying, what the world is saying, and then it's, it's, it's even creating havoc with friends and relationships and how you believe and how you see things. And I know because I go through it even with my own family. And I, I, I try to tell them my perspective is going to be a little bit different than yours because I know that God can do mighty things. And it's not that they don't know that, but I choose to believe that instead of everything else. The song goes on to say, it's only a season. Hang on in for your going through, but stay focused and never lose sight. Never lose sight of what? Never lose sight of him and who God is. Don't lose sight of who you're called to be in him. Don't lose the sight and where your eyes are focused on. Hang on and don't give up. They don't see the hurt you feel inside, but you keep on smiling because everything will be all right. See, even when you don't want to worship, when you don't want to praise the Lord, let's be honest and transparent here today. You don't always feel holy. You don't always feel like like you're going to be in your worship all day, all night. I'm just being real with you. But in those moments, you have to keep smiling. You have to begin to push through and persevere those moments. The seasons are changing right now. We're in a moment and a time of seasons changing. And the Lord is saying, uh, change to his season. Daniel 2.21, he changes times and seasons. He removes kings and sets up kings. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to those who have understanding. Galatians 6.9 talks about, and let us not grow weary in doing good, for in due season we will reap if we don't give up. See, that whole verse right there, you know, you reap what you sow, we're going to reap. Now's not the time to give up. Some of you want to give up right before the reaping comes, right before the blessing comes. Why, why has the enemy so, been so hard on you? Because he wants you to give up because he knows the blessings there. He knows the harvest is there. He knows it's ready. He sees everything. And then he comes to you and he brings you weariness and burdens and, and worrying about the things of the world. But we were never called to be of the things of this world, but of the things of the heavens with the Lord. And he's and, and, and Acts 1, 7 talks about, he said to them, it's not for you to know times or seasons that the Father has fixed by his own authority. I want to go into detail about that one verse. See, I don't have to know the timing, but I have to trust in him. 
I have to trust in him that his, I have to believe in his word and what he speaks in his word will come to pass and that it's true. I want to read a little bit more on this. If we can turn to Acts 1. It begins to talk about Holy Spirit. I thought it was so awesome today because the worship team had no clue what we were going to be talking about today. And all they talked about was Holy Spirit this morning in the worship. <clears throat> It says here, in my, and we're going to start in verse 1. In my first book, I told you, Theophilus, about everything Jesus became to do and teach until the day he was taken up to heaven after giving his chosen apostles further instructions through the Holy Spirit. During the 40 days after he suffered and died, he appeared to the apostles from time to time, and he proved to them in many ways that he was actually alive. And he talked to them about the kingdom of God. See, this is what we have to understand here. Holy Spirit is our connection to him. We need Holy Spirit this season. Why? Because there's instructions that Holy Spirit wants to give us this season. And it says it right there because he's alive. And he's talking about his kingdom. It was always about the kingdom of God. Once he was eating with them, he commanded them, do not leave Jerusalem until the Father sends you a gift, he promised. As I told you before, John baptized with water, but just a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Look at how it talks about how it's his promise. It's his promise to us that we are baptized with the Holy Spirit. It's not something that he says, well, maybe, I'll think about it. You know, if you do everything right, check everything off of a list, then maybe you'll be baptized with the Holy Spirit. No, you're going to be baptized with the Holy Spirit because that's what God has spoken. So when the apostles were with Jesus, they kept asking him, Lord, has the time come for you to free Israel and restore our kingdom? I love the way they embraced the kingdom. And restore our kingdom. See, this is where our mindset has to be. That it's not just Jesus' kingdom or, 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 or the kingdom of God, but it's our kingdom. See, the disciples that walked with him and they, they had a different perspective. They're like, when are you going to restore our kingdom? He replied, and the Father alone had the, has the authority to set those dates and times. And they are not for you to know. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And you will be my witness telling people about me everywhere. In Jerusalem, throughout Judea and Samaria and the ends of the earth. That part right there is so good. You'll receive the power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. We have the power of the Holy Spirit. And because of that power, we get to go out to Brian, to Archibald. See, if we replace those, the Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and, and all the ends of the earth, if we can replace those, we have every right through the Holy Spirit to go out to these towns, to go out throughout the state of Ohio, to begin tell people about the Holy Spirit and coming upon them and then the Lord coming in in power through the Holy Spirit. 
After saying this, he was taken up, we're in verse 9, into the cloud while they were watching. And they could not no longer see him. As they strained to see him rising into heaven, two white-robed men suddenly stood among them. Men of Galilee, they said, why are you standing here staring into heaven? Jesus has been taken from you into heaven, but someday he will return from heaven in the same way you saw him go. He's still sitting on the throne. He's watching and seeing everything that's happening in our nation right now. He is not moved from his position. He is not shaken. He is not, he is not any of those things. He is there in intercession for us in Romans 8.34. Who is he who condemns? He is a Christ who died and furthermore is also risen, who is even at the right hand of God, who also makes intercession for us. He's praying for me and you. He's praying for our nation. He's praying for the world. He's there praying and praying for us. There's not been any change. Then it makes you wonder why we lose hope. Of in man, instead of believing in the Lord and being focused on him. Last night, I was uh, <clears throat> just listening to some worship music. And I began to hear the Holy Spirit began to remind me of uh, something we used to always say. A long time ago, I hadn't heard this in many, many years, but I really believe the Lord is speaking about this now because I hadn't heard about it since I, I, God, for years, maybe 10, 15 years, I hadn't heard this in my spirit. But I heard, bow down and kiss the sun. In Psalms 2, it's titled, The Messiah's Triumphant and Kingdom. We can turn there. Why do the nations rage? And the people plot a, thing, a vain thing. The kings of the earth set themselves, and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed, saying, let us break their bonds in pieces and cast away their cords from us. He who sits in the heavens shall laugh, and the Lord shall hold them in duration. Then he shall speak to them in wrath and distress them in his deep displeasure. Yet I have my king on my holy hill of Zion, and I will declare and de the decree the Lord has said to me, you are my son. Today I have begotten you. Ask of me, and I will give you the nations for your inheritance, and at the ends of the earth for your possession. You shall break them with a rod of iron. You shall dash them to pieces like a potter's vessel. Now, therefore, be wise, O kings. Be instructed, you judges of the earth. Serve the Lord with fear and rejoice with trembling. Kiss the sun. Least he be angry and you perish in the way when his wrath is kindled but a little. Blessed are all those who put their trust in him. You tell me what kind of God we serve now. He's not going to tolerate things that man wants to do in their decision making. 
We have a choice right now to bow down and kiss the sun or agree what's happening in the world right now. And I'd rather bow down and kiss the sun and bow down to the almighty king of all kings who is worthy of our bowing down, who's worthy of all things, than to begin to trust in man for my inheritance or for the things of the next generations to come. But if I can sit here and trust in him and know that his thoughts towards us are good every single day, that he's on intercession on the throne for us, our nation, all the nations of the world, that I can trust in him in so much that anything else that is trying to lie to me and make me believe something different has to be gone right now in the name of Jesus. We've got Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit was back then. Holy Spirit is now. We have access to instruction and strategy and direction if we just pull from Holy Spirit. We are not called to be dismayed and confused. Or did God say that is not how we were created to be? We were created to have a foundation of the word of God underneath our feet that cannot be shaken. And we were called to believe in what his word says and put application to his word in our own lives. That we call on Holy Spirit because when he rose up and went to heaven to be with God, that here comes Holy Spirit. We get baptized with the Holy Spirit and then Holy Spirit comes and gives us instruction when the enemy comes to try to rob still and try to kill us. Acts 4, 23-31. See, they talk about this time again in Acts. They go back and they're reminded of that time of bow down and kiss the sun. And being let go, they went to their own companions and reported all that the chief priests and elders had said to them. So when they heard that, they raised their voice to God in one accord and said, Lord, you are God who made heaven and earth and the sea and all that is in them who by the mouth of your servant David had said, why did the nations rage and the people plot vain things? The kings of the earth took their stand and the rulers were gathered together against the Lord and against his Christ. For truly against your holy servant Jesus, whom you anointed both Herod and Pontius Pilate with to be done now, Lord, look on these threats. And grant to your servants that with all boldness they may speak your word by stretching out your hand to heal and that signs and wonders may be done through the name of your holy servant Jesus. And when they had prayed, the place where they were assembled together was shaken and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and they spoke the word of God with boldness. There's a boldness coming into the nation right now. There's a boldness that's coming that makes your back straight, that keeps your head lifted up to know the God that you serve is mighty and all-powerful. 
And he will not bow down to any demonic thing. He will not bow down. He didn't bow down to Baal. He didn't bow down to any other gods. They ended up bowing down to him. Boldness in the Holy Spirit is what he's releasing right now. Boldness to begin to declare and proclaim the goodness of what he speaks upon your family. I don't even know who this is for, but I believe that when you leave today, if there's been some kind of things going on in your household, you have every authority to go in there and pray for your house and command things to leave and invite Holy Spirit in there. Then Holy Spirit comes into your home and begins to feed your family the goodness of God. We've got to begin to know who we are in him to begin to speak with boldness and not agree with the things anymore that the enemy gives and serves up to us. 2 Timothy 1, it's chapter 1, verses 7 and 8. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love, and of a sound mind. Not of fear. You focus on things of the world, fear is going to try to come in. But that's not what God gives us. But we have the power and of love and a sound mind. That's why anxiety has been so bad right now. That's why suicide has increased. That's why there's been an increase of, uh, of these next generations being so lost and confused of what the Lord is in their lives. Because we have not taught them not to fear the things of the world, but of the power and the love of a sound mind. A sound mind means that you're at peace in your mind. You believe so much in God that in your mind... You let your spirit, your Holy Spirit inside of you be greater than the things of your mind. Let Holy Spirit overtake you. When our hearts are aligned with his heart and faith, he tells us to pray with boldness. See, your heart has to be aligned with his heart. The way you see things, the way you see yourself has to be aligned with the Father's heart. I hear a lot of people saying, thus saith the Lord, but is it attached to the Father's heart? That's the key thing right there. 1 John 5, 14. It's titled Confidence and Compassion in Prayer. Let's go to verse 14. Now this is the confidence that we have in him that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. Holy Spirit allows us to proclaim the gospel without fear. We should be running out of this place without fear, proclaiming the gospel to people, telling them the goodness, telling them about his love. Praying for them that hope deferred would leave their heart. That there's hope in the kingdom of God. That he didn't change his mind. That because of, of things of the world, they've been here many times. Look what Moses went through. 
He had to pull the people out of there. See, this is not new for God. This is just something else that he's going to get the glory for, for him pulling us out again. Paul says this in 1 Thessalonians 2. For you yourselves know, brethren, that our coming to you was not in vain. But even after we had suffered before and were spitefully treated at Philippi, as you know, we were bold in our God to speak to you the gospel of God in much conflict. For our exhortion did not come from error or uncleansiness, nor was it in deceit. But as we have been approved by God to be entrusted with the gospel, even so we speak not as pleasing man, but God who tests our hearts, for neither at any time did we use flattering words, or you know, nor not of a, a covetousness, God is witness, nor we seek glory from man, neither from you or from others. When we might have made demands as apostles of Christ, but we were gentle among you. Just as a nursing mother cherishes her own children so effectively longing for you, we were well pleased to impart to you not only the gospel of God, but also our own lives because you had become dear to us. For you remember, brethren, our labor and toil for laboring night and day, that we must not be a burden to any of you, we preach to you the gospel of God. You are witness, and God also has doubtedly and justly, blamefully, we behave ourselves among you who believe, as you know how we exhorted and comforted and charged every one of you, as Father does his own children, that you would walk worthy of God, who calls you into his own kingdom and glory. <clears throat> See, even here, Paul talks about through co conflict. Through conflict, they talked about the gospel of God. Right now, there's a lot of conflict. But now is the time for the body of Christ to begin to rise up and to begin to preach the gospel of God. Even through conflict, there is a real kingdom and there's a real glory that's wanting to reign upon the earth right now. When we begin to focus more on his face and how beautiful he is and understand that things of this world are nothing for him. People are going to be swayed. Isaiah 5, 20 through 21. Woe to those who call evil good and good evil who put darkness for light and light for darkness, but who put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. Woe to those who are wise in their own eyes and showed in their own sight. That's a scary place to be. When you think you, you've heard God and, and your eyes and things you've seen, you can be deceived in that place. You've got to be led by Holy Spirit in that place. That you wouldn't trade one for the other. 2 Timothy 4.3 says, For the time is coming when people will not endure sound teaching, but have itching ears that will accumulate for themselves teaching to suit their own passions. Well, I don't want to go here anymore because uh, I don't, uh, you're, not, you're not feeding my soulish part of me. 
you're saying things that are rubbing me the wrong way, but you're saying it's Holy Spirit, but because I don't want to change and be transformed, I'm going to run out of here. And I'll go to the next thing. And if they don't say something that I want to hear and something that I like, then I'm going to go to another place. And I'm just going to be this confused child of God running around trying to figure myself out and who I'm called to be in you. That's not what you were called to be. Genesis 1.26 talks about being made in his image. You were always called to be wrapped in his glory and in his image. God did not, Jesus, when he walked the earth, didn't walk around confused. He did and said what his father told him to do and to say. He did not walk around confused, not knowing where he was going, not having strategy. He knew because of father, he was so connected with his father that he knew what the next step was for him. Immediately, he would hear the Father. What, he, what did he keep doing? He kept going into his prayer closet. Something would happen, I got to go before the Lord. Something else would happen, I got to pray to God. He never did things or said things on his own doing. He always went to his Father. That's very key for us this season. Because if not, we can be let out of our emotions very, very quickly. 2 Corinthians 3.18, but we all with unveiled faces beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord are being transformed into the same in image from glory to glory just as by the spirit of the Lord. This is where we need to be this season, that we're being transformed, that we look like our father that there's a glory that's coming and it's going from glory to glory upon our faces that when people begin to see you out of out of the church out there at your jobs out there when you're at the park and uh, grocery stores and all this place that they begin to see the glory of the Lord on your face See the worship team didn't even know I was going to share this but in Hebrews 12:1 through 3 the race of faith Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us. Let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking into Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. See, better days are coming, but we just can't give up. We cannot grow weary. We cannot get tired. If you're growing weary and tired, it's time to get in the presence of the Lord. So he can come fill you. So he can come fill your cup, overflow you again. You've got to take those moments out of being in his presence, getting in your prayer closet, and let him fill you again. Because if you don't, your emotions, your soul, everything will be tugged in different directions, and it will pull you in a direction you're not supposed to go. The greater the darkness comes, the greater the light and his glory that will lead the world through to the sons and the daughters moving with the Holy Spirit. We're called to move with the Holy Spirit. 
We will have victory, 1 Corinthians 15, 57. But thanks be to God, which giveth the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. We have the victory. There is, there's no other way. There's no other way than having victory in the Lord. There's no question there. There's like, well, maybe, you know, if we do this or that decision's made or, you know, if the politicians or this state or that say, no, we have victory because of God. We have victory because the kingdom of God is here with us and we're not alone. And what he says is greater than anything else in this world. And that's where we have to be focused on, on the Lord. And he's going to do mighty things through me and you and use each one of us to begin to bring change all around us. You just have to say yes.